Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married. Today we're going to be discussing the great Danielle Steele and her message from Nam. I know. It's like really a old classic romance, Danielle Steele. I feel like people barely even talk about her anymore. But it was panned at the time. Oh, it was? Yeah. Why? It was called, quote, ill-conceived because she, I guess, does glamorous and glitzy romances, and this was not. Interesting. Yep. They called it ill-conceived. Because they were expecting her to still be in, like, a world of glamour and... I don't know. This is the only Danielle Steele I've ever read, so I It's very interesting because when I... Is that true? I think I told you um, that I... Picked it because I went to a list of like best Daniel Steeles of mm-hmm. all time, and I didn't want to read a newer one. Mm-hmm. And so then I remembered reading this. I, I didn't remember much about it at all, and but it was on like every list as number four or five. So I was like, okay, why don't we read this one? Because the other one we were going to read is really long. So mm-hmm. I went with this one instead. But I don't. I guess it's not that glamorous. It wasn't. No. <laughs> it wasn't at all. Um, I guess there were some rich people. Well, I guess it. that's it. She always has rich people. Is that what she's known for? I guess they were both kind of well off. Right. I mean. Yeah, most of the people in the novel that we actually got to know were at least successful. But before we jump in, I mean, we're on, ep- this is episode 49. Yep. I know. Two more books. Two more books. We're done. Wuthering Heights and something else. Huh? I've already picked it out. Oh, you've already. Unless you have one that you no, want to read. No, no, no. Um, and what do we have to drink? Um, why don't you take a drink? Well, I tasted it. It tasted like lime. It was tasty. Like lime, huh? Mm-hmm. Is it not lime? There's lime in there. Lime and is it like a mule? Mm-hmm. Oh. I wondered what you were going to make. There was a lot of drinking, but I couldn't really remember a drink. Well, there was gin and tonics, but that was sort of like Peter when he was couldn't deal with the Southern family. He got drunk on gin and tonics. Like, so you didn't want to go that route? Well, I think we've already had gin and tonic, and it just didn't seem right. It's a French mule. So oh, in, so you wanted to add sense, a little French inspiration. Yeah, well, you know, there was a good amount of French... Influence in Vietnam and... And then she ended up in Paris and working up, and... Yep. Okay. So, what did you think? This is going to be controversial. Okay. I think it's as good as The Wild Rose. Okay. So crazy. I don't think it's as good. But I was reading, I was like, wow. When I was younger, these are the kind of novels I like. They're like super interesting. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's not like everything in there needed to be in there, but it's historical. You're, you almost feel like you're learning about a time period totally. that you don't know in this way. And because she's telling like kind of a romance, you see it from individual perspectives. And I was thinking, this is a lot different from like the modern novels I've been reading. Mm-hmm. Because it, I mean, yeah. So I definitely thought of The Wild Rose. And I was like, this clearly I was reading these at the same time. Well, I just... Okay, so on the romance side, it's probably not as good as the Wild yeah. Rose. It wasn't like this epic romance that right that they fought all the way for decades. Yeah. You know, instead it was three different romances. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered what you'd think of that. <laughs> well, I thought it was 
it was evocative of the time. First of all, it's the era of free love, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of that. You know, they mentioned Woodstock, and, right? It's you know the hippies, and she went to Berkeley, and so you got to think that's how the era was. That's what I get the sense of from my parents. Like that's what it was kind of like. Um. I also thought it was probably like a very good depiction of just being a war correspondent. Like how, you know, you, you're going, you do this meaning making thing where you're writing mm-hmm. and you're making meaning of something that it's really hard to make meaning of. Yeah. Like just the crazy, terrible stuff that you see. How do you make meaning of that? And maybe you don't. Maybe it's just you sort of like keep making meaning, but you don't ev- you don't eventually capture war, you know. Yeah, you but don't. you try to tell something. But you t- some story some of, of it, it right. that helps people understand. And so, if there wasn't a war, I would just kind of be like. It would kind of feel like uh, Outlander, like, what's the point of this? But. Yeah. But the, the really troubling things that happened seemed like that's what could happen during a war. You know, mm-hmm. people could, like just randomly getting killed at like a, a bad time. There's never a good time. Right. Just, like, like, what like, did they weird... call it? Yeah. But it was just like. It's just, it's your time, you know? Yeah, and it's just like, they would like say, it's like a dumb accident, but it's always like, there's always something that, you know, it's never really. They just got you. Yeah. (laughs) Or they did, but. Or they just got, but that's what I mean. It's just like, it just happens. It's just, it's not. Right. You're just driving along and there's a roadside bomb and then you're dead. And that's it. That's it for that person, you know? Uh who was between Peter and Tony? Uh, Bill. Bill. And Bill just like crawled into a hole, got himself killed. Right. You know? Something like he'd he had done, done uh, hundreds of times. Yeah. and so. I did not expect that. I'll, I'll say that. I didn't expect her to just go from one person to another. I wonder what you'd think because we haven't read anything where like – I mean, because I'm assuming you didn't think Peter would just die a week after he gets to Vietnam. Um, Does it's not really like how a typical romance is? Yeah, I don't know. I read the back cover or something, and I I think oh, I knew, so you knew that she would lose someone. I, I think so. Um, I don't know how I got that sense. I must have read something that clued me in. So I, I always thought he was going to die. Oh, okay. Even when she met him and everything was like great. I was like, oh, he's probably going to die. And, and um, Yeah. Maybe it was foreshadowing. There was some Well, there foreshadowing. was foreshadowing because they would talk about the draft and how right. he was so close to not being eligible right, and he right. would graduate with like three months and right. so he would be fine. So you knew he wasn't going to be fine. Right. Exactly. But I didn't remember that he literally was there for a few days mm-hmm. and just – I don't remember any of this, to be honest. I didn't even remember there were three loves. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of romance uh, other than uh, Peter, 
who I thought that was like a really sweet like college romance. Yeah, that's probably kind of how it is. How like, my parents were, I imagine they met. I think freshman year. Yeah, soon soon after they got to college and just got closer and closer and closer, and finally mm-hmm. were like, "Well, I thought I was wasn't going to meet anybody, but I have." So let's get married. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was great. I think it's top five. Really? Uh-huh. For sure. Well, I didn't know. I thought you'd either love it or hate it. I thought it was great. I I mean, first of all, it wasn't gratuitous, which I thought Daniel Steele, I was like going to read a bunch of like gratuitous scenes. I didn't know that she's like, oh, no, door. this is how she is. Oh. That's what I say. These, It's different. I never read things that were super um, explicit when I was younger. Nora, Nora got pretty explicit. I think I read Daniel Steele before I read Nora. Even though I say Nora, I think Nora is the one who was like what I would consider like a romance novel. So I was old enough to know like this is a romance novel. Mm. I think I must have read this younger because I definitely read Wild Rose younger. And again, when I finished this, I was like, oh, it's like the Wild Rose. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's like – just sweeps you away to a totally different time and it's terrible and sad. I mean, I cried so much in this book. (laughs) But it also made you think about a time in history, which I love. I was like, wow, I should just go back and read all these again. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't that sad about the Ralph's wife. I mean, that was really tragic. Mm. But, I thought you might just stop reading at that point. Yeah, but it was hard with Tony's son because that you didn't know Ralph. You didn't know French that much. You didn't know her. No, I mean you knew of her. You knew she was pretty. You knew she had like a tough time because she was like half French, half Vietnamese. But you didn't get to know her. But the Tony's child, like with all that was going on with him and with, oh, with her brother, with his. Yeah. And then Tony being missing and Yeah, yeah. That was really sad and he was like trying to cling to hope and so was she and they had this like weird connection. But you kinda knew. Well that I knew, I this knew is a he, romance I knew novel. He so had to come back. He had to. Right? Like you knew that it was a little crazy that like she physically found him as they're evacuating the fall of yeah like during the fall of saigon (laughs) like she have but i mean it's a romance novel it's okay to have like that i mean i think you know i didn't remember that either honestly so it was like reading a whole new book you know and another piece that i kind of liked and and it's not going to be for everybody, but I like the more traditional gender roles in this. But and she didn't have a more. She, she have in it, fact but, had. But it was sort of like accepted that some of her friends just wanted to go to school to get, get married. married. And some of them, you know, had plans. And it was sort of like, this is the way it is. And nobody was judging anybody. Yeah. And she wasn't judging her friend Gabby. And Gabby wasn't judging her. It was just two people coming together. I really like that because you don't see that very much in modern romances. It's like all the women have to be. But all the women end up getting married. Yeah. Whether they marry, we've read where they marry a man and they marry a woman, but they end up getting married in every single novel. 
That's true, but it's sort of like on their own terms in a yeah. lot of cases. And I like that even though the protagonist was very independent, she also wanted to have a very like almost traditional relationship with a man. And I liked that hmm. too. And that was very clear for with Peter. Like she was she wanted to go to the Peace Corps. I like that. <laughs> you know. She was like you in a way. Yeah. She wanted to have all these experiences mm-hmm. before she Yeah, and then she But she wanted to marry him. She just she wanted would, to she do was these just things. She was too in love with him and she was like, you know what, I'm gonna give up the Peace Corps. And that's what I liked. And that would never happen in a modern romance. Modern romance novel, oh, I'm gonna have my experience and then we're gonna Might. Or they'd go to the Peace Corps together. Exactly. But that's okay, too. It is okay. I'm not saying it's not okay. I'm just saying you don't see it in modern I mean, the only thing I didn't like, can you guess? Are you trying to tell me I shouldn't like the traditional No, I think it's fine. I agree that there's like a more broad spectrum of experiences. And I liked how, honestly, I liked even thought it was kind of interesting how they handled Gabby. Remember, she had the guy that they didn't like that much. Yeah, and then exactly. she got pregnant and they got married and he was maybe amazing. wasn't amazing, but he was okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting that they just, yep. that she just does that instead of it being I a felt, big drama. I felt like it was very realistic in that. Yeah. Place. Like, that's actually how romances happen. And they're they're messy. Like, how you meet somebody is, it's the brother of your roommate. And, right, exactly. And, you know, they're a little, the age difference is a little much, but they're going to make it work because they like each other. And, like, her meeting Bill right after she's still mourning for two months, that totally seems realistic to me, especially when you're seeing craziness These, all around you. Like, you... You just want to blow off steam and you want to be close to somebody. It makes you think, I better live for today because I might be dead tomorrow, you know, that type of thing. And so that seemed very realistic to me, actually. Um, And Gabby's relationship was messy. And her mother, it was messy between her mother and her father, her father having the affair. And that was very interesting. And like, it all rang very true to me. (laughs) Whereas in some cases, it seems like they're trying too hard to like have it be it's the woman's way you know yeah. it, uh, she's going to forge her own path and the truth is women do try to forge their own paths but sometimes the world is too much and then they just conform in ways that they don't intend to and it just happens like it's not a bad thing that she was going to give up the peace corps you know, to yeah, be but with then Bill. she did become like a no to be with Peter. Peter, but yeah. the, but she did become like a F- New York Times correspondent going to cover the peace accords in Paris. So right. you know, I mean, she did kind of forge a path because Peter died. That's why yeah, she wanna she wanna gone to the Peace Corps after he'd gone off to Nam. Right? No, she wasn't. She was right. waiting. Exactly. Oh, somebody must be at the door. I hear some dogs barking. Mm-hmm. Do you know the only thing I didn't like? What? Can you think about what I might not have liked? Mm, the mammy? Didn't like that. That is related <laughs> to what I didn't like in general. If I was going to say one critique of the... Uh, that the Southerners were kind of against civil rights? Well, no, because I'm sure... I mean, at that time, plenty of Southerners were against civil rights. But I didn't like that the South in general... Mm-hmm 
was depicted so superficially and so negatively as if she was somehow not of, she was like beyond the South. I mean, yes, her. But her father was considered this Southern gentleman who went to Harvard. But he was dead before the book started. And so she couldn't encounter somebody. She didn't even have a friend, anybody that could say like, the South isn't just one thing. Instead it was like, oh, get out of the South. It is so stifling. And it's not like I'm not. It rang true to me. I'm not sure why. <laughs> You're like, eh, felt like home to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, to me, it felt like not a very. Charitable. Depiction. Yes, a very negative depiction. And it would be fine if it was depicted negatively in the course of what was going on at the time. But I felt like there wasn't even another person. So it was only her. She was like this. Mm-hmm. Um, person beyond the South. I mean, she's affected by growing up there too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that that troubled me a bit. Yeah. But it wasn't the point. So it's probably okay. Yeah, I don't think she was railing against the South. I think it was that family. And there was the sense that the father was a really good guy and did not have the same That's true. issues that the mom had. But, you know, he was dead. And yeah. and she was her father's daughter, you know, yeah. was what the, what you got from it. So you got the sense that there were some other people, Maybe not in the orbit of the family because the mother had so many issues. Right. And who knows? It's not really resolved what the issues were. Maybe she was like hurt when she was younger or she's just frigid or. Oh, I just thought it was like depicting society in the South where you care more about appearances and like a wealthy Southern woman. That's what I thought. I thought they weren't, it wasn't really that much depth. I mean, obviously she was hurt by her husband. Yeah. Um, and maybe like this idea that if you care about appearances so much over time, it means that that's what you care about, Mm -hmm. um, instead of the people around you. But then her brother was like that. And then her brother's wife was even worse. And it was just like no redemption for the South, for anybody from the South. You don't get that from Nora. Remember our Nora, they like depicted the North Carolinians as just the greatest, (laughs) sweetest people. There's gotta be a, a happy medium. Well, I'd imagine Daniel Steele. Where's Daniel Steele from? Do you know nah, anything about him? I, I don't know anything. I mean, I know she's had a lot of tragedy in her life. Oh, has she? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure her son committed suicide. Ugh. Well, I was just thinking, like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe she has a more charitable depiction of the South in another novel. Maybe this one just happened to be depicted. Oh, she was born in New York City. Oh, well, maybe she is just a normal New Yorker with a bunch of prejudices against the South. That's what I thought. Sort of half-formed ideas about what the South is. But it's okay, I mean, in the sense that this it had to be an impetus for Paxton to, you know, go out and be away. Because otherwise, at that time, mm-hmm. most people wouldn't have left. So there had to be some reason for her to go. But just thought there could have been somebody. Yeah. I guess her teacher was likable. The one who told her to go to Berkeley. I felt like it was more the Mammy. Oh, well, she was definitely likable, but I was like, I don't think they'd put that in a book anymore. (laughs) At least not that way. Yeah, probably not. 
That's like one of those hard things because it is true that a lot of times black women ended up being the caretakers and the mother figure mm-hmm. for girls growing up in the South in that time. She wasn't really a nurse by trade. She had born 11 children of her own, only seven of whom lived. And she was that rarest of rare gifts. Oh, of the don't South. read it out loud. The old beloved black mammy. Oh, I was like, I can't. She was filled with love for everyone but most especially for children and babies, and she loved Paxton with a passion and a warmth that no other mother could have surpassed had she given birth to her, and certainly Beatrice Andrews didn't. It's a very complicated mm-hmm. part of history. He felt an obligation to protect his wife, even from Paxton, although he knew what Paxi said was true. Beatrice was as cold as ice. Dutiful and loyal and a good wife in her own eyes, she kept a nice home and always polite and kind to him. She would never cheat on him or be rude to him or betray him. She was a lady to her very core, but like Paxi, he wondered if she had ever loved anyone or everything, anything except George. But even there, she kept a cool, comfortable distance. It was just that their son was so much like her. He didn't expect more than that. But Carlton did. So did Paxi, and they both knew that from from Beatrice. They would never get it. She loves you, Pax. But even as he said it, Paxton thought he was lying. She didn't totally understand the subtle cha- shadings of just how much the woman was capable of or wasn't. Carlton had a much clearer picture. The, you know, I thought those kinds of descriptions were pretty. You liked that. Yeah. So it wasn't too much description. No. I mean, it fit with what they, I mean, it was a lot of stuff in here. It was mm-hmm. a lot. It wasn't a tight, Mm-mm. you know, few weeks or months in time. It was, you know, a generation or two. Yeah, it was. Okay, so what about the actual rope? Well, you said Peter, you felt like that was pretty realistic. And yeah, then, I mean, so it didn't bother you that she was having an affair with Bill, the middle one? How was she having an affair? Remember, he was married and he had three children at home. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another reason I thought you might reject the novel, but it seemed okay. Why? Because I mean, it's Vietnam and... Yeah, because he was honest with her and he was like, yeah, it's probably not going to... Probably not going to... Work out between us. And I don't know. I mean, I did think it was kind of quick and sudden and... I don't know. I, I guess she was young and... She was very sad about losing her... Peter, yeah. Her love. I mean, I I thought it was... I mean, who knows if it would have worked out with her and Bill, you know. Well, they left it like that. And I guess he kind of read it as probably not to me. Oh, you think he... He would have gone back to his family is what I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess that's the old, the way it was in the 70s. They were still kind of... Yeah. Traditional oriented. Hmm. Well, I mean, if he hadn't had kids, maybe not, but... Yeah. He had three kids at home. What did you think? I mean, she just jumped right in it, and she knew about her father. So she actually became the other woman, which is something but that I her, guess, her mother Yeah, I mean, so deeply. obviously I don't love it. 
But I guess I thought, well. Why is that obvious? Well, because I'm just not really into like adultery. You're not into adultery? (laughs) In my romance. Typically like for people to be available. It's not your bag. It's not really, no. It's not my thing. It doesn't. uh... But I thought, well, it's a war. They're in Vietnam. Like Mm. they're just trying to like seek some comfort and. I guess it's okay. So I have permission if there's a war? No. Well, you're not going to be drafted. You're old now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, but then, you know, he had to die, so. Yeah. It was kind of quick, though. And then she just, like, jumps into bed with Tony, his, like, what his, his like, like non commissioned officer, like right. the one under him, who was like super mad at her. Right. I know, but that one felt sweeter in a way. Well, no, not that Bill wasn't sweet; he was, but it just felt more like two people who I'd just seen so much at that point. Yeah. And they did talk a lot. I mean, it wasn't a lot of days, mm-hmm. but they made a. She made a point that they were just like talking about everything and just finding. You know, comfort with each other and mm-hmm. drinking a lot together. Well, that too, but I mean, they were just yeah. coping with the life in yeah. Vietnam. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. So, um, I see what you're saying. She would be sweet. This is the girl, George's girlfriend. She would be sweet and simple, undemanding, unthinking, unchallenging, and extremely Southern. Like, why say extremely Southern? Exactly. That was the point. It wasn't that the people, the her family, it's fine. You know, that happened. Yeah. Paxton was Southern, too. But in Paxton's case, it was referred to geography, not an excuse or an affliction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, it's, like, unnecessary. There still seemed to be so many girls who wanted to play Southern Belle and use an excuse for being uninformed or just plain stupid. Yeah, that was the part. Like, so as a Southerner, yeah, who I don't think I'm like the you, Southerners you depicted. At, you played at Southern Belle. Okay, we don't talk about that. But I was thinking, like, <laughs> it is geography, and I haven't even lived there in my adult life, really. Yeah. But it's not just geography. If you live there, it's a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And there are good things and bad things, right. just like any place. Yeah. And so I felt like she really. She was a little judgy. Here. Yeah, a little too judgy. Because then it made Paxton come off a little bit superior. Yeah. Like she was thinking she was superior. Yeah. You know what I was surprised? I was surprised she didn't jump into bed with the next person on her as a correspondent to Paris. What? Like, why after Tony went missing, didn't she? Find because Tony else? evidently was the love of her life. Well, I mean, she couldn't anymore after Tony. But Tony Peter, somehow. Peter was the love of her life too, and she was with Bill. But less maybe than two by the after. third love of the life, it was just finally too much for her. Okay. So you can have up to three loves of your life? <laughs> you could have more, but. Well, I'm assuming. I think if we think really about it, Bill wasn't. Peter probably would have been, but he died when she was, like, 22 years old. So is that really going to be, like, 
not much novel if that's the end of her romantic life. And then Bill was kind of like help. I don't know if he hadn't died. It was like unlikely to ever be permanent, Hmm. but it was like needed at the time. And then Tony was like her mature love. I mean, I think she was only like 27 even then, but Mm -hmm. you know, she had lived a lot in five years. Yep. She'd been hardened war correspondent. <laughs> yeah. Can't question too much. Better <laughs> it's better to just accept yeah. what's happening. It got made into a movie, apparently. Oh. I wonder. Maybe that's what we should do. Watch um, <laughs> Watch Message from Nam. <laughs> 1993 movie. Let's see if I can look it up. I don't know if it, it might have been not, it might have been like a made-for-TV. Well, you know, Lifetime made some Noras, but I never thought they were as good as the books. Yeah, message from Nam. TV movie. Yeah, there's nobody. Uh... Hmm. Nobody that we've heard of, I don't think. Uh, no, but I mean that doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be someone famous. You can buy the oh Turner Classic Movies. What was a mini series? Even better. Oh, I think they changed it for the movie. It sounds like the synopsis is a little bit different. They like, she must leave her past is what they say after a, a torrid affair with an army captain. That must be Bill. I think they might leave Tony out of the movie. Well, they, Tony is like her love. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's in there. Hmm. Says, I don't know. I'll says look she into must it. leave her past behind. So maybe that's like she gets over it. But they call it a torrid affair. Yeah. Well, it wasn't depicted that way in the novel. Well, I don't know what they called it. It could something like that. Oh, okay. So anything you can learn about romance from this? Hmm. Maybe. Um, if I put you under extreme stress and and uh, make you scared for your life. I'll get get more romance in my life. I'd be like, oh, we just got to live for today, baby. Tomorrow, or tomorrow, that's, it's the opposite. Tomorrow, tomorrow's not promised to us. Even in the midst of, or in, certainly in the midst of extreme stress, you can find love. Mm-hmm. And that you seek it out even when terrible things are happening. Mm-hmm. Or that you can have more than one love of your life. I'm not sure that's the lo- lesson I'm thinking for you, but I mean, that definitely... I think that's got to be true. Depicts it that way. Of course. Because I'm not sure we've read any others like this, have we? I think people, you know, people die, people get right. remarried. I mean, I'm sure that's true. Some people right, but know. most romance novels don't do that. Not a lot of romance novels out there where someone finds three different loves. Well, Wild Rose was kind of like that. No. They all, they both got married. Yeah, but people. not to loves of their lives. Yeah. It wasn't like. They were like both not were in both, fact in love. Well, I think they thought they were in love when they got married. Stephen didn't. 
He knew. He knew he was in, in love with Catalan. They both knew. And, I mean, that's very different in the sense that, like, they had a love, they were split apart, and they came back together. This was literally one, two, three loves in order. Like, it was a sequence of loves, not which is not typical for a romance. Yes, I would say that that's probably true. But I think it's probably true. That that's how life is. You kind of, if, if you, mm-hmm. especially if you're in your 20s when all these tragedies strike. Yeah. Because a lot of her more recent novels are like kind of like unhappy marriages and then something happens and they find like a love or something. Yeah. And you got to think she's older than her parents. She was born in 1947. Daniel Steele. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. I mean, she was talking about this era. She see, it just seemed very true. Yeah. She must, she must have lived through it is all I can figure. At least some of it, yeah. Some of the... What do you mean? She well, she clearly it. also did research. She wasn't like going to Vietnam, I don't think. Well, she was around during the yeah, Vietnam War and everything. She probably knew about it. Yeah. And knew what the And she was like a she like. was like 20, 25, you know, so yeah. she, it was the same era yeah. as for this character. Yeah. I can see that. So anything else stand out for you? Um I don't think so. I mean I think she underplayed the hippie. I mean they were in Berkeley in the late 60s, early 70s. I mean, that's – she didn't really talk about the hippie movement that much, but that's like the height of the hippie movement, and they're in San Francisco on top of it. Like that is where it was born, where like crazy things were happening, and that sort of didn't enter the novel that much. It didn't. I mean, you definitely saw like references to like the only, time period. Only when she would go back to Savannah and her mother would like be mean to her and say, don't be like a hippie. But you could tell yeah. it was very, um, it was like a time of unrest. Like there's a lot of different groups fighting. Yeah. But and- only like in reference, it was like, oh, there's the shooting at Kent State and that was it. Because you know? it was about her, about Paxton. I know. Well, but- they burned their draft, his draft card and didn't do any good. I mean, Watergate was in there, Nixon's resignation. Like, I mean, it was all there. Yeah. But isn't that how life is? Like, all this stuff is there. But for most of us, life is just... Maybe. Moving, and we just kind of move about our business. Like, think about it. Like, I mean, we're coming out of a global pandemic. It's like a super unstable time in the world. And while these things touch our lives, we just keep on going. Yeah, Maybe. And so for someone who comes from Savannah, she's, like, radical to her Savannah mother, but yeah. she's probably not that radical, like, yeah, you know. Maybe. And you saw, like, tension, like, Peter's dad was, a con- was conservative, and, like, they didn't agree with him. Yeah. I mean, so you saw little bits of it, but not a lot. Do you think also that it seems really radical because at the time it was, but now in our, our society now, it's like that's just how things are. And so it, it's like we're reading this. But in 1990, this might have been more. That's true. 
more radical. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's just like somebody from New York to sort of not be phased by the hippie movement, but also overplay negative stereotypes about the South. Of course. Like let's not let's not let's not use any of the bad stereotypes about the hippie area era in Berkeley and San Francisco, but let's use every negative stereotype from the South, like for this. I mean, they were in Berkeley and San Francisco for thirty percent of the novel, and you've no. Well, you know what I thought to the hippies and the because crazy I, stuff the that thing was I thought, like I don't know that that was necessary. and drugs. I mean, but, drugs. There's no drugs. Well, but you did. There weren't. But you did hear mention of drugs throughout. Only in Vietnam, not even in Berkeley. That's true. But remember, Peter's parents thought maybe she was on drugs. And that was what was wrong with her when she came back. Like it was, I don't know if it was when he, she was grieving or when she was coming back from Vietnam, but there was definitely mention of drugs and them thinking, oh, maybe she's on the drugs or whatever. You know what I thought? What do you think? She was coming from Savannah from a very sheltered life. Whether she liked her life or not, going to Berkeley would have been like crazy. To someone coming from Savannah for leaving home for the yeah. first time. And there was zero of no, that. No, no that shock. I thought. Not was, only not only that, but she's like rooming with a a Black Panther type from Alabama who's like all about civil rights. And they're in a conflict. And she's like standing up for herself and being so I, I was like. That's not true. <laughs> exactly. That I did that not. That would never happen. No. They give me a chance for goodness sakes. Like, it was, yeah, it was like that. That was not the best part of the novel. No. It, it was better once she was off. Yeah. But yeah, so that you're right. Like in a sense, I don't think it needed to go into detail because it was just her life. And so if she didn't think it, the main character didn't think it was like super radical, then it wasn't. But I did think she would have been shocked when she first got there. And she wouldn't have been so naive to think, oh, why is my I roommate not giving me a chance? I went to NYU, and I wasn't yeah, but that you, shocked. Oh, that's true, and you felt like Paxton did about the South, so. Mm-hmm. I took the city bus from LaGuardia Airport. So then you, when you think of it that way, maybe it doesn't it does make sense. Like you, With one duffel bag and just show up in the door. Right, and then think, but think about your roommates. Like, they were not that... Shocking or anything, even you know, so it's like maybe that is how it is. It's not mm. that yep. so anyway, but i'm I'm surprised that you liked it, mm-hmm. but pleased, top five, really mm-hmm. okay. because so. you got to be thinking about your top five because on the last oh, yeah. episode, we definitely gotta do top five and bottom five. I'll just probably do thumbs up, thumbs down, probably very few thumbs up this <laughs> <since> last year. <laughs> I think all the classics are thumbs up. I think I'm going to have to do like a, a thumbs up, thumbs down. Like all the classics are thumbs ups. Even Anna Karenina? Even Anna Karenina, even The Lover. I think they're all thumbs ups. Now, now quality of romance are in they, them. Are they romantic? Not that much, you know. Right. So Well, Jane Eyre was. I think it might be the most one of the most romantic of all the books. Mm-hmm. Jane Eyre was, Yeah, it was truly a romance to me. 
And Pride and Prejudice, it was just so shallow in terms of romance. Depth in terms of society, but but we can get into this in the last episode. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, maybe we should do three more episodes because can we really fit a discussion of Wuthering Heights and an analysis of the whole year into one episode? Mm, Might be hard. I just don't want it to end. Yeah. Okay, so you have a choice this week mm. for our last book other than Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Do you want to read Tom Lake, which is Ann Patrick's new book, or Ann Paget? Uh-huh. Well, whatever the second one is, Secrets of a now. Southern Wedding. I can't believe but, I'm saying it, but I just I can't imagine I'll like Ann Paget. But let me tell you what it's about, real quick, before you say no. Okay. I mean, you can't believe you could like it. What about me? I mean, we could just go with another uh, Daniel Steele since that went over so well, you know. It's, um, okay. In this beautiful and moving novel about family, love, and growing up, and pageant, blah, 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 blah. In the spring of 2020, Lara's three daughters returned to the family's orchard in northern Michigan. While picking cherries, they begged their mother to tell them the story of Peter Duke a famous actor with whom she shared both a stage and a romance years before at a theater company called Tom Lake. As Lara recalls the past, her daughters examine their own lives and relationship with their mother and are forced to reconsider the world and everything they thought they knew. Tom Lake is a meditation on youthful love, married love, and the lives parents have led before their children were born. Both hopeful and elegiac. It explores what it means to be happy even when the world is falling apart. So that's that Tom Lake. And then we have Secrets of a Southern Wedding. No, I can't even find it. Here it is. Sinethia Williams. Oh, it has two ratings of five stars. It has been years since Dr. Imani Kemp has returned home to Peachtree Cove, Georgia. As Tallahassee's most sought-after OBGYN, she doesn't have much time for anything else. But when her mom announces she's marrying a man she just met on a dating app, Imani knows she has to put a stop to it immediately. Let her mom be hurt again after the disastrous way her last marriage ended? Absolutely not. Always her protector, Imani won't rest until her mom sees reason. She just never expected Sparks to fly with the groom's son. After his mother's tragic death, Cyril Dash and his father relocated to Peachtree Cove to escape the gossip and speculation. Now in this quirky small town, they've made a life for themselves, and after years of grief, his dad has finally found happiness again, and Cyril refuses to let Imani threaten them. Hmm. So, secrets of a southern wedding or Tom Lake? Hmm. Or we could read Nora Roberts' first novel. Nora Roberts' first novel? Yeah, it's like, um, it's, sorry, it's like 200 pages at the most. Let me see. Of course I've read it, but, and I've read it in like the last two years. It is. Irish thoroughbred. 
it's like about a young girl who comes and, you know, um, it has like a way with horses and meets someone and falls in love. She's like a very innocent young girl. Well, I guess we'll read Ann Patchett. Oh, you're going to read it? Yeah, I don't like her that much. I had a, okay, then why would we read her? Because well, Secrets because of a Southern Wedding doesn't sound good. Sounds like. Okay, what, oh, what about. It's her new book. New book. Or his new book. His? Have we read any men? Yeah, The Lover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've read another. I can't remember which one it is, but I'm pretty sure. Alexis Hall. And we read A Man and a Woman Together. Yes. Ten Things That Never Happened. It's, um, it, it is two men, and one pretends like he has amnesia. She's a great, or he is a great writer. Hmm. I actually have read three of Alexis's books. I forgot about that one. I thought... I was going with the um, and you and have you read any that were two men? Before? I have. I've read by him. Yeah, and you liked it. I did, and it was romantic. Yeah. What what, what was that pause for? It was. It was romantic. It was. Um, the first was better than the second, but the second would have been interesting to you because they were actually like everyone around them was getting married, and it was actually a question of is marriage the right thing for us mm. when we're just trying to fit into um, – the first one was obviously more romantic. I like this they, one. Let's do this. Ten you, things that never happened. Oh, did you just look it up? Yep. I like this one. That was the one I actually had been going to Because we also do. didn't do it. We haven't done it. This will be the only – well, we did women, but not two men. We did women? Remember uh, Written in the Stars or oh, – there was one. Where, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then we'll do 10 things that never happened. And you say he's a great writer, so I think I'll... Well, I mean, a great romance novel writer. Well, Ann Pratchett's a great writer, too. I just... Her point of view is... I mean, she takes a lot of attention, and that's going to be tough in a week. I mean, she's she's like a... That's why I chose it, actually, is I thought she's a real novelist who's writing about love, and why not read a real modern novelist? Like, not a real, that sounds so bad, given that I'm a lover of romance, but she's like a a novelist. She's not a romance novelist, Mm -hmm. but she's writing about love. And so I thought, we haven't really read that. Obviously, you put the classics above all the books we've read. So you're, like, drawn to that, to a different style of writing. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure she's going to be a classic. She's just a great Southern writer. And so they take a different level of attention when reading, usually. And what I've read of hers, she is the type who takes some attention and takes some, you have to take your time with her. I don't think 10 Things That Never Happened is going to be as... Take your time. No, it's a romance novel. So is the one that you were just saying. I know, but Anne it's Patchett. more of a typical romance than Anne Patchett. Anne Patchett's like I've read. I read her one before this. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was pretty good. Right. Um. So maybe that'll be next after. Maybe we're maybe. just going to keep reading together, even maybe. if they're not romance novels. Okay. Yeah. So ten things that never happened. That's what we're reading. Alexis That's Hall. Right.
Okay. Next time. Next 